Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very first episode of the Conspiracy Analytica podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Sather, and in this inaugural episode, I want to cover a little bit of background on myself, if you're unfamiliar with me and my work, describe to you how I got into doing citizen journalism on the internet, and then I want to discuss the goal behind this podcast, the reason I created it, and why I felt the need to... uh, form this brand and uh, do what I'm doing with Conspiracy Analytica. So first of all, a little bit of background on myself. I uh, I started waking up, you could say, started getting red-pilled about 10 years ago, around 2011, 2012. So I was in college at that point. I was at a community college, and I had gotten a job at a local health food store while I was in college there. And at this local health food store is really when I started getting exposed to narratives outside of the mainstream. And these were narratives primarily about health. And I started seeing information about big pharma, the truth behind a variety of different health-related topics like fluoride, like vaccines, like different natural cancer remedies that were censored and suppressed by the establishment. But... I was also exposed to a lot of other rabbit holes, you could say, as well. I mean, once you start going down one rabbit hole, it's very quickly going to lead you into a lot of other ones. And especially when you start digging into uh, Big Pharma and the American Medical Association, the FDA, the CDC, those rabbit holes quickly will connect to uh, the Federal Reserve and the... Uh, oil barons and the globalists and the new world order, if you will, because when you look at the families, the groups that started the medical system in this country, in America here 100 years ago, they were the same families behind the Federal Reserve, the same families that were behind uh, so many other monopolies in industry. So I started researching everything I could get my hands on. And this was a very quick span around 2011, 2012. I mean, it was only just a few months that I started going from big pharma to researching the new world order to researching free energy and UFOs. I mean, I just, it was, I went deep, I went hard, I went fast into all those sort of subjects. And it was, it was rough. It was very scary for me being a young man in my early 20s, coming across all this stuff, not really having anybody in my life to talk uh, to it about, and then, of course, getting ostracized by my family, by my friends, them starting to think I was crazy over all this stuff, so it was, it was rough, it was a rough time, but I stuck through it, and I kept researching, I was just hungry, I was hungry for all of this information, and I kept researching, and I, uh, I ended up actually dropping out of college, because I had no faith in what I was learning there. I didn't want to, you know, pay tens of thousands of dollars per year just to get a real fancy brainwashing. So I decided to drop out of college, work at that local health food store. Luckily, some of the coworkers I had at that job had somewhat similar mindsets to what I was forming. So I had at least a couple of people in my life to talk to about all this stuff. But uh, yeah, that's how I got into it. And I kept going with it. So I was researching very heavily for a few years there, but I was never online. I I didn't do Facebook. I didn't do any of these social media platforms. I was pretty much alienated from the internet 
aside from the blogs that I was researching from and websites and whatnot, but I, I didn't do social media at all for the for years. And that changed around 2016. So I went through a few other jobs in the natural health industry, you could say. I went to work for a chiropractor for a little bit. I became a personal trainer and I worked at a, a powerlifting gym and personal trained. I, I had a variety of jobs, but uh, I really wasn't going anywhere. And in 2016, I started to see how fake the news was. I mean, I knew the news was fake, don't get me wrong, but it didn't really occur to me how pivotal the mainstream media propaganda was to the deep state's control system until 2016 and how fake it was. Once I saw WikiLeaks emails come out and I was researching all the code words and all the you know theories having to do with John Podesta's emails that WikiLeaks dropped, and then I saw Donald Trump win the election and how hard the mainstream media was activated to start attacking Trump and frame him as being this Russian agent and all of that, that really inspired me to build my own citizen journalist brand. And I called it Destroying the Illusion. I started a YouTube channel initially, calling it Destroying the Illusion, but I started a Twitter account, Facebook account, some other social media accounts as well. And I decided, well, it's time I start taking all of this information I've been learning for the last five years and all of these experiences and perspectives of mine and bring it to the world, bring it to whoever will listen to me. Because quite frankly, at that point in my life, not many people were listening to me. So I felt like the internet was going to offer not only a way to support myself, but also be this almost cathartic mechanism for me, a way to just rant to share all this information, to expose people I wanted to expose and uh, heal from that, get it all off my chest, but also help other people learn about all this stuff too. So I decided to completely quit my jobs. I think I was personal training at a powerlifting gym. I quit that, I quit everything, and I just jumped off the cliff, took the leap, started that Destroying the Illusion brand, and went to work. So... I was making, in early 2017 there, maybe two, three YouTube videos a day. I was on Twitter, I was on Facebook, uh, and I was I was grinding. But over the span of about six months, maybe, it, it started to pay off after about six months of just working my butt off really hard. Um, I, I started, uh, I think it was actually this cheesy whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, it was a, I started doing these videos explaining what was going on in the news or, or a variety of different subjects too. I, uh, I did a lot of videos on health, but I also had a passion for UFOs and, and space subjects as well and hidden technologies that were kept from the public. So I was, I was doing videos on pretty much everything. Maybe half of my videos were political and then the other half were various subjects that interested me that I felt like people needed to learn about. So it was around May 2017. I was about five or six months into my YouTube channel that I uh, I got this cheesy whiteboard and I started doing videos with this whiteboard. It was just a really easy way for me to categorize my thoughts and walk people through everything I was discussing. Uh, anyway, when I brought the whiteboard videos out, 
then my channel started exploding there and I was able to get maybe about 40 to 50,000 subscribers within the first nine months of my channel. So it was, it was uh, blowing up for me and I was able to get my name out there. I got invited to a couple of UFO conferences there in 2017. So work was good. And this was before a lot of the heavy censorship started uh, hitting as well, which we'll talk about in a minute here. Uh, and then also at the end of 2017, Q hit the scene. And uh, when Q hit the scene, and I was pretty much the first person on YouTube to report on these Q drops, then everything exploded. And my channel hit 100,000 subscribers within the first year. And things were things were moving along. Now, the censorship started hitting in 2018. Actually, in 2018, I lost my YouTube channel not once, but twice. Uh, I got various videos removed. The YouTube channel was taken down. I fought for it back, fought really hard to get it back. I got my YouTube channel back about six weeks later. And then about a month after that, it got taken down again. And then I fought really hard again to get it back. About six, eight weeks later, I got it back again. So in 2018, I, I lost my YouTube channel twice, but luckily it got resurrected. Um, and then I just kept working, kept grinding through the rest of 2018, 2019 as well. And then 2020 came around, and that was, of course, COVID. And once the whole scamdemic hit, uh, a lot of new viewers came because a lot of people started really questioning what was going on in the world. They started waking up with this scamdemic nonsense. And um, a lot of us citizen journalists out there, a lot of us truth tellers, really kind of hit the next level in 2020, getting a lot of new audience. But also the censorship started hitting hard as well. And it was in 2020 that I lost my YouTube channel for the third and final time. So far the third time, right? maybe one day we'll get a fourth, but uh, at this point, I still don't have that YouTube channel. That was in October 2020 that that YouTube channel got taken down, my Destroying the Illusion channel. I also lost my Twitter account, my Facebook account. I lost, honestly, I can't even remember how many platforms have deplatformed me at this point. It's over 15, from PayPal to Cash App to Patreon. Spotify took me down. And most of these platforms have taken me down multiple times, like like YouTube multiple times, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, multiple accounts, all of them. Uh, TikTok even took me down. I, I only lasted about four days on TikTok. Two posts was all I was able to make. And then I think it was some Media Matters journalists found out I was on TikTok and wrote some hit pieces about me and got me banned there. And speaking of the hit pieces, the whole COVID scam brought me a lot of hate from the mainstream media because while I had those social media accounts like Twitter and Facebook, I was talking about things that they obviously wanted to keep covered up. I was uh, very early on talking about the bioengineered aspect of COVID-19, how it originated from a Wuhan lab. I was talking about that in February 2020, and I had some videos removed from that, some hit pieces written about me in the mainstream media. I also described how a very cheap, effective compound called chlorine dioxide. It's a disinfectant, and it's a disinfectant that can kill the COVID-19 virus. I tweeted about it at the very end of January 2020. This was, you know, just the very beginning of the whole COVID-19 thing. I tweeted about chlorine dioxide being able to kill COVID-19, and 
floated the suggestion that, hey, maybe we could be using this as a potential treatment. Oh my gosh. I, I woke up the next morning to media platforms around the world. It wasn't just in America. There were some international outlets too uh, in languages I didn't even know, but they were all writing about me being a QAnon conspiracy theorist YouTuber suggesting drinking bleach to his followers to cure COVID. It was, it was mind-boggling how hard they lied and how much they twisted real science and smeared me. So 2020 was fun. That was a very fun year. And that brings us to now. So at the moment, I still have... Uh, actually, I folded my Destroying the Illusion brand. I folded that after it got wiped from YouTube in 2020 there. But now I'm on BitChute, Rumble, Gab TV. I'm, some, I'm on some of these other alternative video platforms uh, under the channel of my own name, just Jordan Sather. And I'm doing a lot of news commentary and rant videos and things like that on, on these channels. But uh, that brings me to talking about Conspiracy Analytica here. And the reason why I felt the need to start this podcast is because over the last 12 to 18 months, maybe since the beginning of 2020, uh, granted, this phenomenon is nothing new. It's been happening for decades in the truth movement. But especially over the last 12 to 18 months, year, year and a half, there has been so many opportunists, we could call them. Uh, that's one way to describe them. Opportunists. They have jumped into the truth movement, basically inserted themselves into it. And why they've inserted themselves into it, I don't exactly know their motives, but it's pretty clear, at least in my opinion, that some of their motives, at least, is to just make money. Honestly, I think a lot of these influencers are just in it to make money, and uh, they are just hawking all kinds of misinformation, disinformation. It's BS. It's pure and simple BS. Pure and simple clickbait. And you can catch these influencers lying to their audiences over and over and over again. And I'm just, I'm fed up with it. I mean, I've been talking about it pretty much since I noticed it in 2020 there, but it's gotten so bad and they are just manipulating their followers. And the problem is that so many people are new to this. They've only been researching these subjects, this whole conspiracy theory realm. They've only gotten into the truth movement over the last year or two, maybe. So uh, their audiences, they're just unfortunately pretty ignorant. They're still trying to discern what's really going on in this world and discern left from right that they don't realize these influencers are straight up lying on their videos but uh, or promoting misinformation. I mean, I hope they're not lying. I hope these influencers are just useful idiots and they don't realize they're promoting misinformation to their followers. But you can only use the useful idiot excuse for so long. <laughs> when they do it over and over and over again, it's just clickbait after clickbait after clickbait, lie after lie, and you catch them on it, right? Uh, then the red flags start going up and you wonder if there's some other ulterior motive there. If it's not just money, but maybe they maybe they just don't care. Maybe they actually know that they're misleading their audiences, but uh, they're interested in fame and money and uh, hope they're not anything deeper. Honestly, sometimes I do question if some of these uh, some of these psyop influencers and 
sometimes it looks like a network too because you got a lot of these clickbait artists they work together and they work together in this network always doing interviews with each other i mean it's really weird sometimes i wonder if this is being handled by intelligence agencies or deep state players and they're they're purposely putting out a lot of this clickbait into the conspiracy movement and handling some of these influencers that are that are doing it i don't know but that is the reason why I started this Conspiracy Analytica podcast is because we need to take a look at these conspiracy theories. We need to expose the truth about our world, but we, we, we need to do it with logic. We need to do it with reason and common sense. And that's what Conspiracy Analytica is going to be doing. And it's also going to take a look at this clickbait that's going around the movement. And I am going to debunk it through this brand because this clickbait disinformation is harming people it is harming them mentally especially people are you know their emotions are all over the place it's like an emotional roller coaster for these people because they they actually believe that they're going to get saved by the by these quantum financial systems or or they think the earth is flat or they think these med beds are going to get released by the military and it's going to cure all their diseases. I mean, I wish I was joking, but these are actual claims that are spread around by the, some of these influencers. And like I said, it emotionally destroys their audiences because their audiences truly believe it. And then over time, nothing happens, right? The the magical financial system that was supposed to get rolled out or these med beds that were supposed to get rolled out never do. And then they get immensely depressed. And sometimes not only does it harm them mentally, but it also harms them financially. People, I have literally heard stories of people stop paying their bills, stop paying their mortgages. They just do away with all the responsibilities they've got themselves into because they truly believe that some magical Nazara act or quantum quantum financial system or something like that is going to get rolled out to the public and save them all so they don't need to pay their bills anymore. Then they get themselves into even worse debt. So I am starting this Conspiracy Analytica brand to help people learn discernment, basically, and put out some of the information and experiences I've had with some of these uh, conspiracy theories to get people to look at them with common sense. Because 10 years ago, when I first started waking up, getting into all this, like I mentioned earlier, I started going heavy down the rabbit hole. And I was really young, I was really naive with all this stuff, and I believed a lot of these claims. Some of the same claims that are still going around now different influencers are promoting them, but it's the exact same stuff. I was hooked with that Nazara. It's this Nazara claim that there's this act that's going to get rolled out by by the White Hats or by the military and give us all basically magic money in our bank accounts. Um, I'll do an episode on Nazara in the future, but it's basically a giant fan fiction story. It's fake. doesn't exist. Ten years ago, I thought it existed, and I was, you know not doing anything. I was apathetic because I, I thought that we'd get saved by this magical Nazara act. And also 10 years ago, I thought that the military was going to swoop in and and uh, mass arrest all the deep state overnight one night that those claims aren't new. They aren't new at all. And I totally bought them 10 years ago. And it took a mental toll on me. It took a psychological toll. So it took me years to get over that and start having some common sense with all these conspiracy theories and 
look at them reasonably. So I don't want people to go through what I went through. I don't want people to get that sort of mental breakdown, I guess you could say, or that mental stress that I went through. And I also, uh, we're at a point in society where we can't waste time. We can't waste time on these clickbait theories and these dead ends that, I mean, honestly, that might be one reason, in my opinion, that the deep state is pushing these psyops out into the truth movement is to waste people's time, make them complacent, make them apathetic, and to, you know, neutralize what could be people waking up, but they're getting so distracted by all kinds of just nonsense clickbait and these influencers that claim they have insiders and inside sources that give them intel and all this stuff. It's just, it's gross. It's gross. It's incredibly manipulative and it's not popular. It's definitely not a popular thing for me to question these narratives that people are so bought into. They're so emotionally invested in. Um, It's not popular for me to question these truth movement influencers that really grift their audiences and sell them on the hopium. I have gotten so much hate and so much flack for questioning these people. People come at me with the most narcissistic kinds of attitudes trying to project at me like I'm the one with the ego or like I'm the bad guy. I'm the asshole for questioning these narratives and questioning these uh, certain influencers, but that's not the case at all. It is not the case at all. I am doing this because of the people. I want the people to be uh, better thinkers, more critical thinkers, have better discernment, better questioners. I want people to be more guarded with their emotions and be able to uh, know how to control their emotions when they're researching all this stuff because that's really you know, what you need to do when you're discerning is, is hold your emotions in a detached state so you're not letting them lead you when you're trying to critically think. So that's the reason why Conspiracy Analytica got started. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to have some interviews. I'm going to get influencers and content creators on this podcast who I really like their work, and I think they're logical, reasonable people. So this podcast will be having a lot of interviews, but I'm also going to do individual episodes myself where I just rant maybe on certain clickbait subjects or do discussions on things I feel like people need to know. So you can find this podcast on Podbean, the Conspiracy Analytica podcast, because thank God for Podbean. That's one podcast platform that has not censored me. (laughs) Spotify has. So that's why it's on Podbean. And, uh, These podcasts and episodes are also going to go up on BitChute and Rumble, so you can find the Conspiracy Analytica, BitChute, and Rumble pages if you want to share these around or watch from a video format. Uh, And lastly, Conspiracy Analytica also has an Instagram page and a Telegram page for it. We'll see how long that Instagram page lasts, but the Telegram channel is popping. I've already had that one for a little while now, the Telegram channel. It has about 10,000 followers on it, but that is that is definitely an outlet I use to expose a lot of this clickbait and a lot of these clickbait artists. So I highly suggest go following the Telegram channel. I post there pretty much every single day, and it is very enlightening, we shall say, very enlightening to the truth movement and some of the fakers and fraudsters and phonies in it and the stuff they're hawking to their audiences. It's it's pretty incredible when you really take a look at how many uh, 
phonies are out there just uh, acting a fool. So go find Conspiracy Analytica on Instagram, on Telegram, on BitChute and Rumble. Like I just said, the podcasts are on Podbean. And then lastly, the Conspiracy Analytica website, conspiracyanalytica.com, is going to be launched very shortly. It might be launched by the time I get this episode up, but if it's not, it'll be up very, very soon, hopefully this week by the end of November here in 2021. Uh, Conspiracyanalytica.com will have links to everything, and it'll have links to how you can support this podcast, uh, which you can do in a variety of uh, ways through some subscription platforms like Subscribestar and uh, various donation mechanisms as well. I appreciate your support. If you would like to give it, uh, at least I would appreciate an energetics exchange, whether it's a thumbs up on this video, subscribing to the channel, sharing the podcast, sharing the interviews. That's the least I could ask of you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening in on Conspiracy Analytica. I think this podcast, this show is going to be awesome. I've got some awesome interviews that I'm going to be releasing in the coming days and weeks, and uh, stay tuned. It's going to be fun. Thank you, everybody. Here's to the Great Awakening.